welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective virtual event. I am so excited that you are here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we are here with my friend Angela and we are talking about a topic that is super near and dear to my heart. I'm crazy excited about it. And we're going to hear some of Angela's story of how obedience has equaled abundance when she followed God's will for her life. And so mm-hmm. thank you so much, Angela, for being here. Welcome, welcome. I am thank going you. to read your bio before we jump in um, because you guys, this bio is jam-packed. Listen, Angela <laughs> is a certified Christian life coach and motivational mentor. Her 19-year career, 19-year career in education and her lifelong walk with God have equipped her with the skills, gifts, and experiences needed to partner with women and transform their lives through coaching and applying biblical principles to everyday life. She is also a wife of 19 years and counting and a mom to three active teen boys. She enjoys traveling, cooking, exploring new places, trying new foods, walks, and watching her boys play sports. Faith over fear is her motto for life, and God's provision and blessings are abundant because of her obedience to his calling on her life. She is passionate about her sharing her story with others and an effort to inspire them to take their own leaps of faith and follow God. I love it. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. We're like instant BFFs. Okay, (laughs) so... We are honestly, we're just going to jump right in because I know that your story talks a lot about it. So mm-hmm. what part of your story, when have you had to be obedient and how has that turned out now? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many stories I have of life. I could go all the way back to like college days and talk about obedience and how eventually it led to abundance in my life. But I think like the biggest part of my testimony is a little bit more recent and it alludes to that 19 year when people hear like 19 year career in education, like what, why did you stop? That's a long time. (laughs) That's almost two full decades. Um, And I finished that career in a pretty elite position. I was an elementary school principal. I had achieved, so to speak, like the status, the, the finances, like our income was the best it had ever been. I was out winning my husband by double his salary with, um, the you know, just the climb to the ladder and that where I was at in my career. But God and I have always known that that wasn't like a forever career for me. And I know you can resonate with this because you're a homeschooling mom, which I so, so admire and don't think I could ever do for my own children. <laughs> I didn't um, so okay. <laughs> but it's like, Education is one of those careers where like it has to be a passion for you and there has to be that fire that can stay lit because there's so much sacrifice involved in it and you get so invested in these little people's lives and when you're a leader in that like I was as a principal you get invested in everybody's lives the staff members the families their parents the meetings that you're having your co-workers and colleagues and um yeah I just through that like my obedience to stay there, even though it wasn't passionate for me, led to like an abundance in, in how people responded to me, like how I was able to lead. And so I was able to see like abundance there in the career side of things. But then unfortunately, that left a different area of my life pretty lacking, as you could probably start to predict how the story might end if I were to keep going. And so then I just kind of 
after leading a school through the pandemic and school closures and openings and soft openings and rules and all the different things. Um, meanwhile, with my own three children doing school at home by themselves, there are aspects of those two years that I know a lot of people, it changed their lives forever. And I'm one of them. I mean, it almost broke our family um, because I was, I found myself in a 24 seven job um, needing to respond to quote unquote emergencies that had nothing to do with the people in my closest inner circle. And so as I was like crying out to God and just saying like, God, what is next? Like I've done the math. I don't got 25 more years of this in me. Like, come on, Lord, what is next? I'm ready for that next chapter and that next assignment. And um, God, like, as he doesn't always do, but in this, I was blessed in this situation that like he gave a pretty swift lead, a pretty swift like peak of what was going to be next. And it was the world of like online business and online coaching, um, which I didn't even know existed at the time. And he had me, he coordinated as only he could a conversation with uh, a lady referred to me by my mom of all people that planted that seed of like, if you could do anything and money didn't matter, but you were going to get time freedom and eventually financial freedom, what would you want to do? And the first word out of my mouth was life coach. And I was like, I literally stopped. And I was like, okay, that had to be God. Where did that come from? Cause I've never even like knew this could be a career, but yet it came out of my mouth and she latched onto that and fostered it and nurtured it and was like, you actually really can do this. And, um, that was in October of 20. I always get my years mixed up. I think it was October of 2020. Yeah, October of 2020. By February of 2021, with like diving into God's word, with prayer, with, um, I was reading a book at the time called The Next Right Thing, which is sort of a devotional style type book um, by Emily Freeman. Amazing, by the way. Highly recommend to anybody who is going through transition or like big life decisions. The Next Right Thing is amazing. And, um, and then just like, you know, going to mentors and people in my life within from October to February by February, I knew without a doubt, God was saying like, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. Like you, here's your pass. You're out. We're making this shift. We don't know what it's going to look like, um, but you're going to do the dang thing. <laughs> and so I wrote up that letter of resignation. And because um, in the school year, public school year system, you have, they ask you straight out, like, are you planning to return for the following school year? And they do that in around February or March. And so I checked the box. I intend to resign and turned in my official letter. And it was immediate freedom. Just immediate, like I'm getting chills right now, just recalling the feeling of how that felt to take that first big step. That was my first big, big step of obedience of like, God said to leave. I want to leave. So God's like, not only giving me what I want, but he's also saying like, very clearly, this is where you're headed next. Even though I had no idea what that would look like. I've never ran any kind of a business. I've never done anything um, besides be a mom, a wife and educate <laughs> and lead. So um, yeah, so that was February of 2021. And the abundance that God has provided to me there, which I know we'll get into some of the more details here in a minute, but like just to give your readers a glimpse, not only did he show up financially in like big ways, um, 
but also to like time, like the abundance of on my time and my schedule and my energy of the abundance of relationships and just broadening literally my world, even though I still live in this little country town of 6,000 people, like the, the, the way that I can reach people and just like opening up this world of online coaching and online business and just the different people that I've met. You're one of them. Um, our mutual friend Kayla and is another one of just people that have significantly impacted my life and provided like blessing upon blessing in ways I could never have imagined or experienced had I stayed within that secure space of like the predictable eight to five type of schedule of like you know you interact with the same people every day because they're right right there with you but when you get into this space I just didn't even know that what I've experienced in these last two years was even a thing or possible isn't that crazy and yet that's the words that came out of your mouth I love that I think So there's also a difference, right? One of the verses I feel like that gets twisted a lot and I hate it is Mm. God will give you the desires of your heart. And Mm. so Angela had a desire to leave the school system and education system. And so that was a desire. However, if Angela didn't line her desire up with God's will, then Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have come to fruit, right? Like we as women, and I know this, with about Angela, she was like, we want what God wants. So yeah. I feel like even in my, I won't use, I won't speak for you, but I am assuming this about you because I know your character, but okay. So when I quit my marketing business, same thing, I didn't necessarily want to quit my marketing business. I loved it. I felt like, man, we're almost to the top of my game. Like it's so good, but I wanted whatever God wanted for me. So mm-hmm. whatever that looked like, period. And so mm-hmm. that is when that scripture comes to play is when we align our hearts with God's will and his heart, because then he's giving yes. out his will. Right. And so it's not and like ours, we both have obedience stories mm-hmm. and they're very similar, but they're also different. So like, if you're listening and you're like, dang, my heart is for this thing. And I know what it's, what God wants for me. I want to encourage you that you're hearing the end of our, our obedience stories. And he's still calling us in obedience with even like this virtual event and things that are continuing to come. But Mm -hmm. I want to encourage you sister to just continue to seek his will and his face, because ultimately that is where the abundance comes. Like abundance isn't money. It's not things. It's not fancy houses and cars. And I feel like we're both testament to that. We're like, Mm -hmm. we took a huge leap of faith (laughs) monetarily Mm -hmm. as well. And yet the abundance isn't that we have all this. For me, I don't have all this income back. I'm not doing all these things. It's in the time. It's in Mm -hmm. our motherhood. It's in our ministries and businesses. Mm -hmm. It's ultimately in our walk with him. And so hopefully that's encouraging for somebody who's like, I want this, but but yeah. okay, so Angel, what has like abundance? How well I'm gonna ask a weird question, but how would you how would you define abundance for your like in the season that you're in now? Hmm. Yeah, I don't so I don't know if like an actual definition is is the best I can give right now. 
I think I have to go the route of like, as you were speaking, a different, another example for my life was like coming to mind. And I don't know, I just, this must be Holy Spirit, because I just feel like somebody needs to hear this part of the story. <laughs> of Like you said, like, it's, it's an alignment of the desires. I didn't, when I was asking God, what's next, like, I didn't think life coach at that time. I didn't, like, I actually thought he might just pull me farther away from the, from the stress that being that close to students and staff can be. And so I thought, like, whatever, another higher level, like more, (laughs) more income, but like further removed from the school site type thing. Um, I never imagined like actually leaving that. But to go back to the abundance of like, what does that mean to me right now? The biggest example that I feel like I can give that is not even remotely monetary is truly the salvation of my marriage and our home environment. Yeah, it was rocky during those that time when I was crying out to God, like rocky, it was rough because I was feeling like not forced, but just because of the type of person and person I am and leader that I am, I was pouring out everything I had and then coming home empty and literally to the point of like cracked and broken. (laughs) And I didn't have very many nice things to give to my kids or my husband. Um, I didn't have patience. I didn't have grace. I didn't have, you know, um, even at times I can say I didn't have kindness. Um, And so that is where like the most abundance has come from disobedience. Like you said, I Yes, God has provided for our family financially in other ways. But if you just look at the career move, like you were saying of like, I left a six figure salary and I actually did think that I was going to be able to replace that six figure salary through life coaching. And so far, I do still believe that's possible Mm because this is, we're in the baby stages of this, right? Like I'm barely going to be completing two years outside of education. So this is very much in the infancy stage. So I 100% believe that if it's God's will, this will provide financially for my family as well. At this point in time so far, God has provided in me just having the time and the space to be able to heal from what I didn't realize I had been traumatized by. (laughs) to be able to be literally present and available to my husband and my kids, which has repaired significantly some broken relationships to the point has deepened my own faith and my relationship with God, my knowledge of his word, because I've had the time to really dive into it and, and learn it and like understand it in a way that I never have before. And part of that is through the people I've been meeting Um, through those relationships and the abundance that I've received through those but a big part of it is just that time to be able to sit with him for an hour in the morning after dropping the kids off at school or go for a walk with him and just have create this super intimate relationship and that helped me see where in my marriage warfare was happening like that spiritual warfare and Satan was using that that area of weakness and my my desire to like please my husband and make everything happy and easy for him at home. He was using that to cause doubt in me and insecurity in me. And like, well, then, you know, you, we're not going to make this successful. Like we're going to throw a wrench in it somehow. And because of all the work that God had led me to in that first year off, 
with no clients, by the way, <laughs> no income from life coaching yet. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I was able to recognize what was happening and that it was Satan and not my own fault or my husband's own fault even. And and then like through a mentor, like recognize that like I needed to go to battle and I needed to like, and I essentially learned like how I created myself a little, I watched the movie War Room, first of all. <laughs> And that gave me the inspiration to create my own little war room slash prayer closet and um, and and just like pray in a different way, recognize spiritual things in a different way, both positive and negative when I was being attacked, but also when I was being supported. And none of that would have probably come to fruition or would have, like we were living in a very worldly point of view when I was working as a school principal and we were both working full, full-time parents. We were like your stereotypical American family with three kids, two dogs, and both parents working full-time, kids being raised by other people who didn't have to work full-time. <laughs> and, you know, like sliding in for the last half hour of whatever sporting event that the kids were participating in. Like that was our life for the first 18 years of our marriage. And so... I, the abundance, that, that's where the abundance has been, like, my cup is overflowing, is just what this time and space and my obedience to leave the security of the income, Um, because like I said, my, I was outwinning my husband by double, so when we made this decision, we also made the decision to live off of his income and our savings until my ball got up and rolling, so to speak. Um, and so, yeah, I would do it 10 times over again. If I, if it meant I didn't make a single dollar, I would do this 10 times over again, just because of how God has blessed our lives and strengthened our marriage and is now using me to bring God into our home because it used to be something that was sort of compartmentalized. It was like a secret part of my life. <laughs> and for my husband, there was a little secret part of his life, and but we rarely brought them together. He was raised Catholic. I was raised in an, just a like non-denominational Christian church and family. And so we were equally yoked when we got married because we were both equally distant from God and just sort of shared the belief that he exists in this. <laughs> and... Um, you know, and that we believe in him, but we weren't in a place of like, we didn't have a relationship with him. He wasn't the center of our marriage at that point in time. And that's where God is leading it now. And yeah, the biggest blessing and the biggest source of abundance right there is just what it's been able to do for my family. So no definition, but. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love, we actually have it hanging over our kitchen table because this uh, Ephesians 320 um, and the idea of immeasurably more, right? That mm-hmm. immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine. Like if you were to ask me five years ago, even four years mm-hmm. ago, even, hey, what do you think your life will look like now? None of this was on the table. None of it, right? But it's yeah. so much the more better, so much more better, so mm-hmm. much better than I can ask, think, or imagine. And that is where it continues to grow in that way in the abundance, not, you know, in all of these different areas mm-hmm. in every aspect of an area of our life, which is so cool. And so mm-hmm. God, so God, but 
it started with obedience. So Angela, yes. I want to get practical and mm-hmm. as practical as we can in a spiritual nature, but how, <laughs> um, how do we be obedient? Like, how do we do this? How did you do this? Yeah. I mean, this it's, I knew you were going to ask me this question and I tried to come prepared with like, what am I going to say when she asked me this? Because it's, it's such a unique decision and process for each person, you know, like you, you, like you said, we've seen, we can see similarities in our stories, but I'm sure if we were to sit down and chat for the next four hours, like we would have so many differences in how it actually unfolded and the process that we went through to make that decision. And so it's not a lockstep, like step one, do this, step two, do this. I mean, I guess I would say step one, open your Bible. <laughs> I mean, literally. So there's step like, one, like literally, let's like open your Bible and just get in God's word. Or if you, you know, um, Kayla and I talk a lot about this. Like if, if the Bible is a formidable place for you to start because you just don't know where to start and you're not sure, okay, open my Bible. Sure, Angela, but where is he going to talk about obedience? Where is he going to talk about what I'm supposed to do next? A, like, I promise you he will. You have to invite him into that time in his word and just be like, God, please use these words on this page to speak to me. And he will. Um, But also too, I am personally a big fan of devotionals. I, it's where I got started in my walk with God, because at the time I, I was able to say, I can give five minutes to read this devotional every morning, instead of checking my calendar and my email first thing in the morning. Um, And it was a replacement thing for me of like, I'm making a conscious effort to give God my first. And so there's so many devotionals out there. One of my personal favorites is anything by Sarah Young, um, Jesus Calling, Jesus Always, Jesus Listens, Um, but also just the YouVersion Bible app. If you're somebody who just needs that convenience of like, it's on my phone, I'll tap it. And that's the first thing I look at. so getting in his word, whether it's through a devotional to get started or just opening your Bible and you're comfortable with that and you know to do. So that would be step one of just like being with God and be specific too. like, like I said before, when you go to get in his word, invite him into that time and have that conversation with God and like, just say, God, this is what I, this is what I'm looking for through this time with you. Like, be direct, be specific, like, God, I need clarity on, I need direction for, I'm seeking this, please show me blank, fill in the blank with whatever circumstances fitting your life where you're not sure, and then have an open mind, and tap into God's supernatural strength, to give you the courage that you will need to take the actual physical leap of faith here in our world, (laughs) right? It's one thing to be in a session with God and just be like, yeah, I can do this. I'm like fired up by the Holy Spirit. I got this. And then you get into your comfortable setting or your, or your setting with maybe non-believers. Like if it's a work related thing and you have to take a, God is leading you to take a step of obedience with, like for me, I was in a, public school system so I didn't get to tell people why I was leaving in 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 the way that I wanted to right like I didn't get to share the faith part of it all um and so if you're in that position then you're it's gonna take 
discouraged. And I guess that's why faith over fear has become sort of my life motto, because every time I take that step of faith over the fear that I'm feeling, A, like I said, when I turned in that letter of resignation, the fear dissolves. It like diminishes and all you feel is, is Holy Spirit power and empowerment and courage and confidence and freedom. So know that the fear will dissolve. And then, um, yeah, I mean, kind of like what, what Nike would say, just do it. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you can't, you just can't overthink these things that I think that's where people get the most stuck is overthinking and going through all the what if strategies. And I, and that's where I, you know, I mean, not, I'm not trying to put in a plug, but honestly, like that is my role as a Christian life coach mm-hmm. for women is like, I help you strip away all those external factors and really get to the core of like, okay, but what is God telling you? And then if you don't do what God is telling you, let's look at where those two paths would go. You stay here and this is what we could, you know, potentially predict, or you take this leap of faith. And then here's God with like literally this giant handful of blessings but you got to go out on that limb to pick that piece of fruit or that you know grab what he's holding for you you have to release this to receive this and it takes that unbiased outside person sometimes to just help people get out of the weeds and and see that um what's on this other side that has some of the more unknowns is actually where the blessings and the abundance and the peace and the joy and all that really truly is and it's not here in the comfort predictable because oftentimes what you think is comfortable it's really not comfortable it's just predictable (laughs) yeah and comfortable isn't always a good thing because comfortable Mm -hmm. is also what i've learned to be a tactic of the enemy if you're comfortable you're not making moves you're not Mm -hmm. um some of us aren't moving at all right but Mm -hmm. um i want to clarify too is where angela and samantha me we had these are large transitions right yeah but obedience doesn't like this wasn't my first time moving across country, shutting down a business. Those are not my first acts of obedience. Right. And so True. they were the biggest and the most significant to date, mm-hmm. I guess, but mm-hmm. they happened in the little things. So this, if you're asking God, like, where do I need to be obedient at? Or where do I need to surrender even, which will hold another topic, mm-hmm. but where um, it could be just sharing your faith. It could be, um, yeah. being more intentional in your marriage or your children. It, it doesn't need to be a big thing. It's God gives you small yeses that are yeah. small opportunities where you have opportunities to say yes. The chick at the grocery store, you know, preaching the message, plugging into a church, uh, starting a small group, like anything, mm-hmm. making the right turn instead of going straight, like literally. Mm-hmm. But when you're plugged into the source through, like Angela said, reading your Bible, and inviting him in so important i love that you said that um he is the one that gets to direct all of our past small or or large and yeah obedience also happens in the small and the mundane and the everyday mm-hmm. and that's how you like work up your obedience muscle and obedience requires trusting and so mm-hmm. yes like you version, you could probably, yeah. I should have done it. You could probably do like obedience and you'll get devotionals that come up, but also yep. like open the Bible to the gospels. You see stories, mm-hmm. 12 different men stepped away from their life and their profession to follow Jesus because he asked him that's obedience. Nehemiah yeah. spent four months praying to really rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. That's obedience. He literally had to fight mm-hmm. 
one hand and building it like the obedience is all throughout the Bible. Obedience mm-hmm. is also trusting. And so if we're look, looking to the word of God, then I also would encourage you to look for scripture and look for the character of God that shows that he is trustworthy and he is faithful and he will do what he says because that matters too. That's the identity that we get to put on. And mm-hmm. so if you don't know that about God, you won't know that. Like it'll be much harder to take a step of faith if you don't know that he's got you and you don't know that his yeah. promises are true. Right. So yeah. Freebie for someone as well. Um, yeah. But that's no, I'm so yes. glad you mentioned that. Those were great tips. Yeah. And that's also, that's actually where it started for me. Like you, we probably didn't pick up on it because it was just something I slid into what was going on. But the first step of obedience for me was the morning swap. I thought I was being efficient and I was buying myself more time to get home sooner to my kids and my family if I was checking email and handling things before I even stepped a foot in the office. I honestly thought I was doing something that was going to help me get through my day more smoothly. And my first step of obedience was to take that thing and make it second, third, fourth, fifth on the list (laughs) and put God first. And it was that one swap was my first, like in this story, in this example of life, that was the small step of obedience. That was the daily practice of like, no, I said, I'm going to make this shift and give God my firsts. And this is what it's going to look like. And it started with five minutes of opening the Jesus calling devotional and reading it, which then led to, oh, there's scriptures that this is built on. Let me look what, like, I would be intrigued. So I would look one up and then I'd be like, oh, I wonder what the other one says. And I'd look that one up. And then next thing you know, like, here I am in God's word where we just said, like, like Sam just said so well, like, yes, so many great examples of obedience and trust and and provision and protection um, in the word. And I was able to discover those because of that very first step of obedience of replacing some, a different morning piece of my morning routine with time in God's word. Yeah. 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 So good. And then inviting him in, get like, yes, I, it, it feels, it really just evolves organically, honestly, for the listener that's starting in that very beginning place, it will evolve organically and you just start small. Yeah. I know. I was gonna say, it feels like this is generic advice, but it's (laughs) not, it's literally one, what we did. And we get to, we get to Mm -hmm. tell you this from the fruitful side of it, but then Mm -hmm. also it is, it is easy, easy, not easy Mm -hmm. advice in terms of start where you are and develop from that. But really our, our first job as Christian women, I believe anyways, is to fall more in love with Jesus. And this Mm -hmm. is another aspect of that, where we get to put into practice what he has told us. And so Mm -hmm. Angela, before we um, get to the freebie and thing, I want you to, for the woman who's like listening, women who are Mm -hmm. listening and they are Either way, they're either like, Team Angela, let's go. I'm going to go do the thing that God told me as soon as we're done talking. Or like, oh, man, maybe they're a little little hesitant. Can you just spend a second and just encourage and love them where they're at Mm -hmm. right now? Yeah, I think whether you are in either of those places, if you're the gung-ho, like, yes, this so motivated and encouraged me, um, then take my advice for you. If you're that person is take that momentum and like capitalize on it. Just don't even 
take a minute to catch your breath. Just like go, go and do the first thing that you feel God laid on your heart. Because if you're in that position, you know, God already placed something on your heart and you know what that nudge is and you just haven't taken action on it yet. So take this momentum and just like run with it and capitalize on it. And then if you are the listener or the viewer that's kind of in that, like, I'm, I'm grabbing pieces of this. It's resonating with me, but I'm just not really sure. I have so many questions. Um, my encouragement for you is to just spend some quiet time with God. Like if you can just carve out, even if you can just start with carving out five minutes, wherever you have felt most connected to God, go to that place. For me, it happens to be outside. I go and like sit on our back patio or something, or I'll go for a quick walk, even if it's just a walk around the block. Um, and just let God speak to you. Let him soothe those nerves that maybe are a little bit frayed because this could have potentially caused created some anxiety in um in you if you're that person who knows there's like a nudge or there's a seed that's been planted but it feels really scary and unknown and there's so many questions still um then just uh, allow yourself to just be in god's presence without the pressure of needing an answer right then right now just let him soothe your nervous system and just love on you (laughs) and then the rest will come Yeah. So good. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And as if you couldn't get enough of Angela, um, as part of our gift, um, she has done for her uh, free opt-in that each one of you have the opportunity to get by clicking the links below. She has a 15 minute clarity call. So like Angela had said, having someone speak life into you, encourage you Mm -hmm. also separate the weeds and do the things to help like walk alongside you. That is so important. Mm She would love to be that person. And so you can do it for free with her for 15 minute clarity call. And then again, I'll have you speak to this too, Angela. But uh, if you are a VIP member, if you're not a VIP member, seriously, do just do it. Click the link below and sign up because the VIP bundle is incredible. And Angela is offering a free 60 minute powerhouse session with her Mm -hmm. for this bundle. So tell me like both of these, what these calls are about, Angela. Yeah. So the 15 minute clarity call is essentially just that it's, we tap into Holy Spirit first and foremost with prayer. And then um, we just take 15 minutes for you to sort of pour out like what's been going on your mind. And I have been given the spiritual gift of like discernment and listening. (laughs) And it's been honed over the years with my different education and leadership roles. And so like, you would be surprised at what little string we can tug on in 15 minutes that will just give you that quick moment of clarity or that next step that you're looking for. And the power hour session, we have the benefit of time in that one. And so we're able to really dive a little bit deeper into um, maybe it, maybe you're that second person that we just described and that I encourage to let God like soothe your nervous system and you're just sort of feeling like you're floundering with all these questions and the what ifs. A power hour session is definitely enough time to have me sort of um, listen to all the what ifs and all the questions that you have and the insecurities and the doubts and the fears and um just strip away some of those external circumstances so that you can say goodbye to them forever. And it's no longer become something that's part of your decision-making process. Yes. And amen. We, 
man, we, I'm a huge proponent for coaching and mentoring and discipling. Um, so yes, be sure to click the links below to get your access to these, both of these calls. And then of course, to go find Angela on Instagram and her website Mm -hmm. are all below. Angela, thank you so much for sharing your story, for being vulnerable and for giving us not only like the cheerleading, go do it, just do it. (laughs) But also like, it was hard. It was messy, but it is so good and so sweet. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you.